Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, joining me today is Jamie Dana. She is a hairstylist, salon owner, and downright Instagram guru. She helps other hairstylists grow their businesses. Her mission is to inspire hairstylists to work hard, build their dreams, and live a life that they absolutely freaking love. I connected with Jamie about two years ago via Instagram, and she has been an amazing help to me as I've had transitional times in my business. I love how she's worked in her own studio with an assistant and didn't seem to have traditional aspirations. That really appealed to me. I attended Hearn Piper's retreat, Ember, and I loved everything she did for this industry at that event. And I love how she defies the status quo, beats to her own drum, and is just an all-around great person. Allow me to introduce Jamie Dana. Hey, I am so excited to be here. This is so fun. Yeah, no, I'm excited to have you on. Like when my podcast was an aspirational goal of mine, you were one of my aspirational guests. I'm oh like, my like, gosh. Wow, I'm like, I, I feel... know her, but I thought, well, she's kind of big time still. So we'll see. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I honestly feel so honored to be here. And just to see all the other guests that you've had, this is just so cool. And I do feel so honored. So thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, totally. So I, I know from when I first started following you on Instagram and I don't know if it was before you had Ohagram or when you launched that, but I kind of wanted to bring people up to feed about your, your like salon journey and things like that. Because I know it was a time in my business when I was transitioning from having a partner and there were very few people that I saw that stood out to me as wanting to grow, but not grow in a really traditional way. And I felt like you just were like, I was like, I want what she has because I knew it wasn't so far off from what I had, but I felt like you were so intentional about how you ran your business behind the chair and I know you're not doing that anymore, but can you talk to us a little bit about, like, bring us up to speed, like how your, your needs have changed for your career as far as what you've been doing? Yeah. So I'll just kind of start from the beginning and go from there. Cause it's been a wild journey, which is crazy. But so I've been in the industry for about almost 10 years at this point. Um, I was homeschooled my whole life and actually went to beauty school when I was 16. And that's not cause I was a genius or anything, but I graduated high school early cause I was homeschooled, went to beauty school and kind of from the beginning in beauty school, I was one of those like go-getter people. And I knew that I didn't want like the traditional path, uh, for my life in the industry. So I got out of beauty school in eight months, took extra hours, got it out of there as quickly as possible, started working at a salon. Um, I assisted for just about six months. And at that point I could tell that I needed to move on and start, uh, having my own chair and building my clientele. So I went commission at the same salon. And as I was a commission stylist, I knew that again, things were progressing, things were changing. I was like, you know what? I really want to actually grow my own business. And so I decided to transition into rental. So I probably was commissioned for about a year and a half and was really pushing to grow my business. Now, back then when I was growing my business, there was no Instagram. Um, and people were using Facebook. Like I'm pretty sure I had a Facebook business page, but nobody was really using it to grow their business just because it was way back in the day. Like people weren't using social media to grow their business. So I was having a hard time kind of growing my clientele, trying to just find people in my area and 
you know, friends and just all of that stuff. So I slowly started to build my clientele. Like I said, I went rental and I had been about at the salon for about four years. And I knew that there was just something in me that needed to grow and wanted a change. And so I had basically started to look for spaces to open my own salon. And I didn't know if that looked like just me by myself or me and another person. I knew that I didn't want a huge salon. I didn't want a ton of stylists. So I started to look and it took me about a year and a half to two years to find a space that worked. And this isn't just me like, Oh, I'll look for a space. Like, no, I was actively looking and I applied for spaces and they fell through, or I found a space that was perfect and it didn't work out. And so it was on this journey of these highs and lows of like, yes, I got a new space. I'm going to move. I'm going to renovate. It's going to be so cute. And it didn't work out. And so I went through that journey and all at the same time at my salon, things were progressing to get more and more toxic. So when I first started at the salon, it was fine. It was a normal salon environment, but as more people came on and as just time went on, um, the salon owner started to become more toxic, more passive aggressive. People in the back room were just really negative. And so as I knew that I wanted to grow on my own, wanting to get out, this was happening on the back end. So there's more toxicity and that just propelled me wanting to leave and get out of there as soon as I could. So I finally ended up finding a space that was a Phoenix salon suite. And this was not something that I was like, oh my gosh, my goal was to have a salon suite. But I knew that it was going to be a really great space for me to be able to leave where I was. And so I decided to move into Phoenix salon suite and I was there for about a year. But while I was there, that's when I really started to see my career start to explode. I was starting to get more dream clients, people that I wanted, um, services that I wanted wanted to do. I left a lot of that toxic energy behind. And that's when I really felt my brand come to life. Um, all in the meantime, Instagram starting for me, I'd been using Instagram at the salon, but I really started to pour more time and energy into it. Um, when I moved to my salon suite and I really felt like that's when my business started to take off. I was getting booked out months in advance. Um, and like I said, not just clients that had found me through the salon, like random clients, like bunch of root touch-ups, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I knew that I wanted to do services like balayage and creative color. And so, um, because of Instagram, I was able to get those people in my chair and actually enjoy my clients again. And so from there, I decided to kind of, because my clientele had grown so much and I was booked so far out, I knew all along that I wanted to go into education. And so that was something that I didn't know what that looked like in the beginning of my career. I honestly didn't know if that meant um, me retiring from hair and you know working at a beauty school or working for a brand. Um, but I had this desire to go into independent education. And at the time, independent education was all the rage. Everybody was teaching a balayage class or a braiding class or a vivid color class and they were going from salon to salon to salon teaching all these classes. And I knew that I didn't really want that. I know I didn't want to be traveling all around while trying to maintain my clients and juggle all of that. And so I started to kind of look into online education and to make a really long story short, um, I decided to create an online program, like you mentioned, Oh Hot Graham, and it helps hairstylists grow their business with Instagram. So while this is happening, that's growing. I'm getting more students, getting more stylists to kind of know me. My Instagram's growing. My clientele is growing. 
And like I said, I'd been at the salon suite for about a year and I knew that I needed a little bit more space. I needed a place where I could film, I could bring on an assistant, um, I could bring in more clients. And so I actually found a space the, of the, like literally a block away from where my Phoenix was. And it's about a 600 square foot salon. And so I opened that and it was just me and my assistant. And honestly, it was so great. We were doing so well. We were double booking, figuring out our system. She was starting to take some clients that I couldn't, um, accommodate anymore and things were growing really well. And so I had been there for about a year and a half, two years. And I was kind of feeling this overwhelmed feeling like this feeling of burnout. Like I was doing a ton of clients. I was really involved in my education. At that time, I was part-time in the salon, part-time doing education, working from home, growing my online business, growing my online program. I started to work with some business coaches and they were so integral into my journey of figuring out what I needed to do. And so at this point, I'm burnt out, I'm stressed out, overworked. And they kind of said to me, you need to give something up. And I kind of knew it deep down that I couldn't run all these different businesses. And so I decided to make the hard decision to actually stop taking clients, um, close down the salon, which wasn't really true because I still have the salon, but I decided to stop taking my own clients and go full-time into education. And this was actually exactly a year ago from pretty much the time that this episode's recording. Um, so I've been full-time in education and what was the biggest thing for me was I realized that I was called to do something more. Um, and I was called to help more hairstylists grow their businesses and me working behind the chair, taking clients. I wasn't able to do that. Yes. I was helping these clients have better hair and improve their lives, but I wasn't really able to help the hairstylists grow their businesses. And so I decided to completely shift my focus and here we are today. Now I'm full-time in education. Um, I still have the salon. I still have two stylists that rent from me. So they're able to be there and I'm able to use the space to film, but it's been one of the craziest journeys. I didn't think that I would, I guess, quote unquote, retire from being um, a stylist behind the chair, but it's been really cool. And I think that everything that's kind of happened in my journey from, you know, working at a toxic salon, not getting the salon spaces that I wanted, um, not having certain opportunities fall through whatever it looked like. Those were the things that kind of led me to where I am today. And it's been, it's just been really cool. So yeah, hopefully that caught people up to speed. I'm always like, how long do you have for my journey? No, because this awesome. could be hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at today. Yeah. And I feel like there's like so many things I wanted to pull out from that, but I feel like I mean, realizing that the safety blanket that is your behind the chair business was actually kind of making it harder for you to have the impact you wanted to have. But it had to be so scary because if you know anything, you know how to work behind the chair. Totally. And that was a business that was, it wasn't a failing business. In fact, it was over six figures. I was making great money there. Um, so to give that money up and to give that, like you said, safety security blanket up was so hard. And I think for me, I found a lot of identity being in a stylist and will people even want to learn from me if I'm not working behind the chair? And that's totally a lie that I had fed to myself, but there was a lot of identity there. And, you know, we get attached to our clients, we get attached to the systems that we have. And so it was something hard. It was definitely not the easiest thing that I've ever done, but at the end of the day, like it was definitely the right 
decision and it has been so worth it. Yeah, totally. And so like for the part about how you waited for a year and a half and then you're not working behind the chair, how much of what you're doing is like intentional? And then how much of what you are doing is like just allowing the universe to kind of direct you towards where you're going. Because like, you know, like you're not going to be in the salon. So you're like, okay, cool. Like, do I find renters or does like the universe just open up when you decide to follow your heart? Yeah. So the cool thing was as far as like the renters went and figuring out, do we keep the salon? I kind of needed it to film and do things with. And, um, my YouTube channel kind of was taking off at that time. So it was kind of like, okay, what do we do with that? they just fell on my lap. They were actually girls that I worked with at Phoenix who needed a bigger space. And so that was really cool. Not, not only am I able to pour into my students online, helping them grow their business, but help my renters grow their businesses and give them a space to do that. So that was one of those things where it's like, that just kind of fell into place. But at the same time, I'm one of those people, I'm very type A, I'm a planner, I'm super organized and actually stresses me out when I'm not organized. But allowing things to happen and understanding, kind of like I said, that I've had so many things in my journey and along the way that have knocked me down, that have not worked out. And looking back, obviously 2020, I'm like, oh, that's why that didn't work out. Or that's why I didn't get um, to work with that company. Or that's why I didn't get that opportunity that I totally wanted in the moment. Um, That's why I didn't get that space or whatever because bigger and better things were waiting for me. And so I think allowing yourself to be open, um, have that flexibility, but also making sure that you have a plan and not just like, I'm not going to plan anything. You know what I mean? Like that's probably not the wisest choice either, but yeah, being open and being okay with everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. And like I said, if there were things that had happened early on in the days, I wouldn't be where I am today because I would have had this huge salon space with tons of stylists and having to manage that and, you know, having to make the decision of keeping that open or what do we do? So yeah, yeah. things have really kind of fallen into place. And I'm, I'm so excited to see where life takes me next. You yeah. Know? I'm, I feel like I'm noticing from just like talking to people that it's like this really interesting mix of like having a clear vision for what you want in your life, but also like being clear, but like being loose about it, which I feel like is so Mm -hmm. challenging for like type A people. Cause I feel like a lot of hairstylists, like you really are type A cause you're doing your schedule. You're when you're working on your own. And even if you're working for someone, you're like really into your schedule and organization and all these things. And then it's like, Wait, but how do I let go of like how it all comes to pass? Totally, totally feel you on that one. <laughs> it's still like a constant challenge. But so like when I met you guys at Ember in person, it was so awesome because I thought when I got there that you knew everyone and you were like, you're the only person that I've met that's here. And I was like, wait, what? And I feel like that just speaks to how much we have built up in our head. Like everyone is friends here and everyone knows something I don't know. And I feel like Ember was such a cool environment to connect people that usually are like in a lot of ways competitors. Can you talk about like the inspiration behind Ember? Because I literally like met girls that I needed to have met for the last like year and a half of my life. Like they wouldn't be the same if I hadn't gone to that. So our heart behind Ember was something that we realized that there wasn't 
a lot of business, solid business education in the industry. We also realized that there wasn't a lot of intimate experiences in the industry. Um, There's lots of hair shows. um, There's hair classes that you go to that you're there for the day or maybe two days, but you're not really connecting with anybody else. You might like meet somebody and you're like, oh, let's follow each other on Instagram, but you're not creating relationships. And there wasn't anything that had solid business education. There's a lot of hair technique classes out there or other, you know, like you go to a hair show and you're going to learn something, but it's like, they might teach you like a basic business thing, but it's nothing that's like in depth and really deep. And so that was our heart behind it was we knew that there was something missing in our industry and especially those intimate experiences. And so we decided to create Ember and we've actually done three retreats at this point at the time of recording, which is crazy. But the first one you came yes. to was so awesome. And there was 30 girls there and it was a three day, we call it all inclusive experience. And now it's even grown to 40 people and four days, which has just been so cool. And to even just watch that progress and evolve. But that's something that like, we've really gone back after every single ember and have been like, okay, what is, what is working? What's not working? And what do we want to continue moving forward? How do we evolve with that? And so even after this last one, we've been talking a lot about, we know that we really desire and really care for those intimate relationships that are made that you're not just going to go meet a friend. You're going to meet an accountability partner. And I know that you've connected with so many girls since then and have hung out with them. They're like people that you do life Mm -hmm. with. It's not just like, Oh yeah, yeah. That girl I met at that class one time. And I were friends on Instagram. Like, no, it's somebody you call up, you're like, Hey, I'm having this issue in my business, or can I pick your brain? And so that to us is so valuable. And so those intimate connections and really something that we've noticed, and this wasn't something that we necessarily knew going into it, but after each one, we're like, totally reminded that so often we feel like we're the only ones dealing with whatever problem or that we're the only ones going through a hard time or we're the only ones that are struggling in some area. And the cool thing is when you go to something like Ember, you realize that, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that struggles in my business. I'm not the weirdo. I'm not the, you know, the loser. Like there are other people that are like that out there. And so really connecting those like-minded people together and creating those relationships. And so it goes beyond the business and all of that. It goes into that intimate, deep connection that honestly, I still don't see being offered anywhere else. And so we highly value that. And it's just been really cool. And it's been cool to see what other attendees have gone off to do after Ember and to see that little trickle effect of that one four-day weekend go into their career and build their business after that. I mean, even this podcast, like that was something that we were so excited about when we saw this. We're like, oh my gosh, Lindsay created a podcast. Like that's so crazy, you know? So it just makes us excited to see that. No, totally. And I feel like that's what's been cool about it is like you have this like base of like 30 people through Instagram that you can just like, that you have their phone numbers, you can call them, but then you're like able to just like watch them and you knew what was in their heart or you knew what they were thinking they wanted to do and just like watching it happen. It also has been great material for the podcast. I'm like, Oh, I got like, I'm not running out of people to interview, but also I was going to say that one thing that was like silly, but at the retreat that I loved was like, someone was like, Oh, sorry, I had to run out for a minute. My washer caught fire and it seems simple, but it's like, (gasps) it is so nice to know you're not the, I'm not the only one with a fire alarm going off and like, how big is your water heater? And just like stuff that's not sexy about doing hair, but like 
behind the scenes of having your own studio is like the nitty gritty of like day-to-day life. It's, it's like, yeah, some caught fire. Yeah. I hate when that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh, it's so true. And like all those little things, again, I realize I'm not alone in this. Like, you know, there's other people that we have girls that are like crying their heart out and I'm not a crier, but it's like so insane to see the emotions behind it because you realize like, wow, somebody else deals with that too. I'm not alone. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's hugely important for things like that. Yeah. So would you say that it's for anyone who in any part of their career is looking to just kind of hone in and get focused on the next phase of what their business looks like or who is it for? Yeah. So it's been cool. Cause we've had people come in that are, um, we've had people bring their assistants, people just starting out in the industry, new stylists. And then we've had salon owners that have been salon owners for 25, 30 years. So we've really had so many different walks of life and so many different points in the career. But what we keep going back to and what we realize is it's there for you to get clarity so that you can move forward. And And I think a lot of times, especially as creatives and business owners, we're like working on something and then that ends and we're like, okay, what do I do next? Or you're stuck or you're struggling with something. You're like, okay, how do I even move forward? And so Ember is one of those things where we talk about business topics that will help you get unstuck and really give you that clarity to move forward. We've talked about, um, you know, things from branding to Instagram to pricing, but then we talked about like even mindset and setting boundaries for your clients and setting boundaries in your life. And even just the mindset of like working on yourself. And, um, we're excited because we've got some really fun things coming up for the next Ember and some fun topics, but, um, I think it really is like those people who are ready to take their business to the next level, but really get unstuck from where they're at right now. Or if they're just fired up and ready to go, like take it to the next level. So yeah, it's been cool to see, um, people there. And one thing that we also love is you're not just there to learn from the speakers and the speakers go home or, you know, they pop in, do their talk and they leave. Like you're actually getting to do life with our speakers and our mentors that are there. And learn alongside of them and not just learn from them, but learn from each other. And we've had so many like amazing conversations. We had a salon owner that came to this last one and she was telling all these girls who were wanting to open a salon. She was like pulling them aside and mentoring them and answering their questions. And so it's been so cool. Again, those relationship builders, but yeah, you're not just there to like hear from a speaker and they leave like they're in it, doing life, learning alongside of you. And they're, I mean, they're seriously like there while you're eating lunch and you can ask them questions. And so that's something that's really, really cool yeah, too. And I know for me, like when I was there, I realized I had really been keeping myself so busy and spinning my wheels on so many clients and working so much that I really was keeping myself exactly where I was. And like Ember was like me stopping and journaling and being like, wait a minute, like, what am I doing? Yeah. It makes you stop. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who has like a dream they want to chase as a hairstylist, whether it's, you know, getting into education or whether it's opening their own salon or, you know, leaving from behind the chair or mentoring someone or, you know, starting their own podcast or whatever. What what is like one of the things, the skills you feel like you've had to acquire to get yourself where you are? So I think the first thing is getting really clear on exactly what that dream or that goal looks like. Um, I think so often we're like, Oh, one day I want to open a salon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, 
There's so much that goes into it. And so what happens is we tend to just get overwhelmed with all there is to do that like it never really happens or it gets pushed off so much further than it needs to be. Or, oh my gosh, I want to do a podcast because everybody else has a podcast. And I think a podcast would be great. Well, getting really clear onto why you want to do that podcast, what does that look like? What, you know what I mean? And that clarity is so important. So first getting really clear on what that dream or goal looks like and kind of start planning it out. But instead of planning it out from point A to point B, point A of where you are to point B starting the podcast. We'll Mm -hmm. use that as an example. I actually recommend going backwards. So starting at point B, okay, I want to start a podcast or open my salon and working my way backwards of what are all the little steps that I need to do to get from point A to point B. And so working from B to A. So starting a podcast, what does that look like? Okay. Well, probably I need to figure out exactly um, what kind of software I need and what kind of microphones I need and what kind of topics I'm going to talk about and how am I going to market this podcast and all of those things. And just start writing down. I call it brain dumps. I get out a notepad or a Uh, I love to write things. So I get out a notebook and I just write and I start to just list out all the things and then start to kind of work backwards of like, okay, what does that look like? And that's really where you start to take that overwhelm of, okay, I need to do this and this and this and this. And you kind of start getting it organized and getting it more of a plan. And then once you've kind of done that brain dump, organizing it again from start to finish. So now you have an actual step-by-step from point A to point B. And it takes away, like I said, so much overwhelm. And, And a lot of times when we're overwhelmed, it just means we don't do it. And so I think it'll actually get you started to moving in the right direction. And it actually gives you a path too. So you're not going off on random tangents and you're actually picking things that are actually going to move you to the point B. Um, and so that's something that I've done in my business and I'm actually currently doing it right now. I have a couple big projects that I'm working on. And so it's like, okay, what are the steps that we need to do to actually accomplish this dream or goal and to make it happen? And things might adjust along the way, especially if it's a really big far out goal, like for instance, opening a salon, that's Mm -hmm. a big one. And so things might change and adjust along the way, but having a plan of action to take will help you actually do it versus just putting it off for years and years and it never happens. Yeah. Cause like, do you think that most people's dream, if they get focused on it, isn't as far out of reach as they think? Totally. And I think, like I said, that overwhelm when you just keep stressing out and like, you just literally feel like trapped by all there is to do when you start going, okay, if I just take one step every day towards that goal, how much faster am I going to be able to get there versus running around in circles, right? You're never going to get there if you do that. So yeah. When I I saw you at Ember, I had said, you had said something like, Oh, I would like to be behind the chair less. If I think back to it and I think about where you are (laughs) now, I I feel like you're an example of that because I feel like it wasn't long after that, that you went to, to meet with your coaches and then you were just like off to the races. But I kind of feel like it seemed like from my perspective with you, that you felt like it was going to be a lot longer of a goal. Like you knew Mm -hmm. what you wanted, but you didn't know exactly like how you would get there, but you just kept making just choices that put you on that path. And, and then the, just like the floodgates open and you were able to do it. Like I, how long ago was that? Like six months after that? So Ember was in February of 2018 and I started working with my coaches in April, 2018. So months later. And I think one thing going back to that too, is 
making the decision to just do it and to just start because so often, again, we put it off, put it off, put it off. Like one day I want to open a salon. Okay. Well, really, what does that look like? Could that one day start now? If I hadn't have made the hard decision of like, all right, I'm going to do this. I would still probably be stuck back where I was thinking, oh, that's so much further. I don't, you know, I'm going to just keep, keep working towards it, but I'm never really going anywhere. And so having to make the hard decision sometimes of like, Hey, you need to start moving towards that goal. I think is something that just making the decision to start is, right. is a big one. Do you think one. if you hadn't just gone for it, you'd be in a holding pattern like that you would be kind of like stifling your creativity and just kind of like someday I'm going to do this. It would have just kind of kept mm-hmm. you kind of just where you were, but kind of in theory working towards it. Yeah. And I know for, for a fact, I would not be where I am today if I had not made the choice to give up my clients. And again, that was just something that I did, but what could that look like for you? If you're listening, you know, what does that look like? Think about a year from now, where do you want to be? Do you want to still be stuck where you're at and just running around in circles? Or do you want to be at least making progress and going towards that dream or goal? And so, yeah. Yeah. And do you think that most people deep down know what they want to do? Or do you think that they have, some people have some like excavation work to do to figure out like, what is it my next thing? Or do you think that people get still enough that it's just like the whispers are there. I think that depends. I think that depends on the person, but I love excavation. That's such a good way to put it. (laughs) I love it. And it's true. Sometimes we have these like little dreams that just need to blossom a little bit. And like you said, getting still enough to listen to that. And that's something I know when I'm not feeling clear about something, or if I'm not feeling like when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I know that sometimes I need to step back, take half a day, a couple hours, whatever that looks like, go to a coffee shop, get outside, get out of my normal environment, get out of the salon, whatever. And I need to just brain dump. And that gives me so much clarity because it helps me realize, okay, this is something that I can do right now, or this might not be a right now. This might be a later and that's okay. And I've had projects that have been on the back burners. They're dreams of mine, but they're a later project. They're not a right now project um, because I have another right now project. And that is something to be said too, is uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Rachel Hollis, but she's an amazing, I'm obsessed with her. I was going to say so good. So she, She talks about something where she talks about differences between dreams and actual, I I, I don't want to get this wrong, but she talks about our dreams and actual like realities. She uses a different term. So I apologize that I'm screwing this up, but she says there's so many dreams and good ideas. That's what it is. So she talks about dreams and good ideas. And she says so many times we have these um, good ideas that pop up, right? And they're great ideas that we have. And we're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. And what tends to happen, especially for us creative people, we tend to go off on all these different directions of, I got this idea of opening a salon and then I want to do a podcast, but you know what? YouTube's blowing up right now. So I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And you know what happens is we start moving in like 600 different directions with all of these really good ideas. Are they bad ideas? No, they're really good ideas. Could they all move your business forward? Of course. But 
You need to be able to focus in on the actual dreams and forget about a lot of those good ideas because those good ideas could turn into dreams later on. But if we start running in 600 different directions, we're never going to make progress on the actual dream. And so she says the way to determine this is, and again, this is going to be different for everyone, but the dreams are the things that are sewn into your heart. They're the things that you can't stop thinking about. They're the things that you wake up dreaming about. And good ideas are something that's like, it's a great idea, but again, it might not be a right now. It might be a later. And so she gives this analogy of thinking about a soccer field. And if you're given uh, a soccer field and the goal is to make an actual goal down the soccer field. So you're starting at one end, the end goal is hitting a goal. And if you have six different soccer balls that you're trying to kick and you get six kicks a day, you kick each one of those soccer balls, they're not going to go very far. But if you get six kicks a day with one soccer ball, you're going to make it down that field a lot further than if you had six. And so obviously the six soccer balls represent your six good ideas or six different things you're working on versus working on one thing at a time and making progress with that one thing. So that's something that's kind of a caveat. It's some, it's a great analogy um, that I've used in my business. And that was one of the things that really helped me was deciding, do I step away from behind the chair? Do I give up this thing? What do I work on? Because I'm working towards one thing right now versus trying to do all of these amazing good ideas. And again, those just might be later down the line, good ideas. They're not a never. They're just a not right. I love that because I feel like I've got ideas coming out of my ass every day, just lots of them. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of them, when I'm like slowing down and realizing, I think a lot of them, some of them are just band-aids for little scenarios and things that I see a need for, but they might not be my dream. And so it's like slowing down and being like, yeah, that would create a need for that client. That would create a need for this. That would create a need for that. But then like, you're still trying to find the fulfillment. And like, I feel like that's just so helpful to me because I got like, I think I've got like 10 soccer balls right now, but, but I feel like it's so helpful because like, I feel like they're all good ideas, you know? Well, good. I'm glad that that, I hope that helps. And I I know she talks about it way better than I can, but it was something that, that made a big difference to me. I was like, wow, like, okay. Focusing in on one thing versus focusing in on so many. It feels safe to have a couple balls on the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because what if the one thing fails, right? What if that soccer ball gets deflated and you can't make it down the field? What is one of the most transformational careers you've seen come out of your OHOT grant? That's a great one. Okay. So I'll give you guys the story of, of Linda and she's actually a salon owner. She came to our last Ember, which is so cool. She's been a, a member of OHOT Graham for the last couple of years. But so Linda, I want to say is probably in her late fifties to early sixties. So she's been a salon owner for or 25, 30 years, I could be somewhere around there. She's been a salon owner for a long time. And when, and Linda came in and she was like, Jamie, I am technologically challenged. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have literally no clue how to use Instagram, but I want to get 10,000 followers. And I said, okay, Linda. And so we, we worked through her with the program. She, she went through the program and she kept coming back and saying, but I still want 10,000 followers. I still want 10,000 followers. And I said, Linda, why do you want 10,000 followers? And she's like, I just want to have it. And I said, but Linda, what's more important, your follower count or your business growth? 
And she's like, well, business growth. And I said, exactly. And so I said, what I want you to focus on is not getting more followers. I want you to focus on growing your business with Instagram. And that's Mm -hmm. what I preach all day, every day. And she knows this, but she somehow just wanted this follower account in the back of her mind. I said, okay. I said, you can't, I, I said, you can work on that, but I want the first thing that you work on to be the business growth. She says, okay. And so pretty much from the beginning, she had already started to see actual true business growth in, in, uh, from the program. So she had already started to see her salon, uh, selling more retail, getting more stylists to work there. Her stylists were getting booked up. And so she started to see these massive results, but she still had the back of her mind that she wanted 10,000 followers. And so we'd keep coming back, you know, every about every couple months, she'd be like, why is my follower account not growing? You know, whatever. And I said, I'd check in with her. I said, Linda, what are the things that have grown in your business that aren't follower account? And so she, she started to rattle off these things. So she would tell me, um, well, I, I, we we're fully booked with all of our stylists. Like, uh, all of, I should say all of our chairs are fully booked. So we even have some stylists working part-time. And so we're double booking those chairs. So all of my chairs are filled. All of my stylists are booked out months in advance. Even my newest stylist who just started with us three weeks ago, she's booked out two weeks in advance and she didn't really have a clientele. Solid. Okay. Pretty so solid. that's insane to yeah. me. Right. I was like, wait, what? And so she's telling me all these things. Our retail sales are up, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so I keep coming back to her. I said, Linda, that's what I care about. She's like, I know, I know. So long story short, she finally hits 10,000 followers. And I check in with her. I'm like, congratulations. You did it. You made it right. That's the thing you were working for. And she's like, yeah, I don't even know why I wanted this. And I was like, exactly what I've been telling you this whole time. And she goes, I guess I just wanted to swipe up but I don't even use it. And so I started laughing at her and I said, Oh my gosh. But yeah, literally all of her stylists now, I think currently are booked out six weeks in advance because, because of the salons Instagram. And of course she's trained them, taught them how to use their Instagram, but that's not because of their own individuals. It's because of the salons Instagram. Um, and so to me, that's true success. So she's one of our amazing success stories. And if, if she always says, if you can teach me Instagram, you can teach it to anybody because she's like, I have no idea how to use Instagram or tech, tech anything. And so the fact that you could teach me means that you could teach anybody. But to me, I constantly am going back to that of, especially if you're listening to this and thinking, I just want more followers. I just want more followers. That's not what really grows your business. I want you focusing on the true things that grow your business, like real clients coming in the chair, doing higher paying services, being able to adjust your schedule, go down to a few days a week. And those were the things that I had done in my business. And that's when I started to see the true real success. It didn't happen when I hit a hundred thousand followers or 10,000 followers or whatever it was. Those are vanity things that we think mean success, but real success is the success that you have in your business. And so that's my soapbox. I like to get on. I love to preach about that, but, um, it's true. And so, and even Linda proved it. And so I, I love Linda's story. Um, and I was cracking up when she finally got the swipe up. She's like, I don't even use it. And so I was laughing. Like if followers can be icing on the cake, but they're not the cake. And like the cake's good without the icing. Yeah. And cake's what's going to sustain you. The icing gives you a little, you know, sugar yeah. high and then you're dead. Right. But the oh cake's what sustained you. So we'll leave people yeah. with that. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And if anybody wants to find out more about Ember or what I do, um, they can find it over on my Instagram. My Instagram is Jamie Dana hairstylist. Um, and Ember is Ember 
Her underscore retreat. You guys can go check those out there. I'm on Instagram. If you listen to this episode, please come say hi. Um, screenshot that you're listening to it. Tag us in it. I would love to see that you're listening. Um, to me, it means the world that you took the time to listen to this, especially listen all the way till the end. So um, if you're listening, screenshot it, tag us in it so that we can see that you're listening. I love that. Okay, Jamie, your next job is going to be a podcaster because you just put the heavy lifting for me. Oh gosh. Everybody always says that. I'm like, I got my YouTube channel. That's my one thing I'm focusing on right now. When I need another soccer ball, I'll let you know. 